This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. We're doing a bit of an experiment this week. We're doing something new. And for this episode, I want to go back into the archives of an experience that I had that, to be honest, I've never really delved into fully and shared on this podcast, but I've been getting more and more questions about it. And although it was like quite a while ago now, I do feel like there are a lot of listeners here that are maybe in the same boat as I was during that time or maybe aren't but are interested in hearing about that journey for me and just you know I think this episode will help you to get to know me a little bit more and my kind of journey into the space that I'm in now from a career perspective. I want to talk about what my mental headspace was like, how I came to the decision to walk away from my first corporate job, what that felt like, what the conversations were like during that time, some of the fears that I had. And then, you know, looking back on that now and reflecting on it because like I said, it's been a while. It was 2018, which was five years ago now when this happened. And of course, I've been in new jobs since then and left jobs since then. But this first experience I feel for me was very impactful and, you know, played a huge role in who I am today and just, like I said, my overall career journey. So we're going to dip into the archives I want to start doing this with a few different themes, but I thought I'd start here because we do talk a lot on this podcast about productivity culture and about career, my career path specifically, but we talk a lot about choosing something that deviates from a traditionally held image of success and what that experience is like and some of the challenges that are associated with that and reconnecting with creativity and how having been in this very corporate, very sort of productivity-oriented environment for so long impacted my creative process now that I am in a position where that's my full-time job. So we're going to kind of cover a lot of ground here today, but I feel like one thing that I haven't really done on this podcast 
is go into a great level of detail about my past. I've certainly touched on it several times in different episodes and alluded to specific things in different episodes. But for whatever reason, I'm feeling nostalgic in a way that more than anything, I'm very grateful to every version of myself for getting me to where I am now. And I feel like having these reflections and being able to refer back to times where I felt hopeless and I felt discouraged about my future and then to look back on that and recognize how far I've come I find that to be a really helpful exercise anytime I am feeling back in that space of feeling hopeless or discouraged by something to remember that I've been there before and things have gotten better and that doesn't just apply to career it applies to my mental health to really any area of life where I'm feeling stuck or stagnant, just remembering that that is not a new experience for me. I've been there before. I've felt stuck. I've felt hopeless. I have been at a point with my mental health where I didn't think it was ever going to get better, and it did. And so today's lens is going to be, of course, from a career perspective, but it's a good reminder to me, again, that there were times that I never thought it would get better and that I didn't see a way out. And maybe that will be a helpful reminder for you if you ever find yourself in that place. So we are flipping back the page, dipping back into the archives to the year 2017 is where we'll start. And the reason I'm going back to 2017, which is when I was finishing up university, is because that is around the time that I started to have a lot of realizations about the path that I was going on. I would say to some degree, I was starting to question myself and my decisions a lot. And I've said this before on the podcast, but I kind of got to this point where I was like, I felt like I was sleepwalking up until that point. And it was a very confronting feeling because I felt like all of the decisions that I had made were so heavily influenced by, you know, society, other people, expectations. And it was a very scary feeling to begin to ask myself, like, what do I want? And so around 2017 is when I started to have those realizations. And it just so happened to coincide with being towards the end of my university career. I'm sure that's a very typical experience because you're, for the first time, kind of faced with what we'll call real life and, you know, no longer having the structure and kind of purpose of school and education and someone kind of guiding you through that. It's kind of like that first taste of being on your own in life. And I think along with that come a lot of questions about our future and, whether the path that we're on is what we want. And just a lot of kind of reflection, at least for me, happened towards that point of university. Now, the position that I was in for my last year and a half of school was sort of interesting because one of the job placements that I did during my program ended up offering me a position 
for when I graduated. And that happened in my third year of university. So for a year and a half, I knew that I had this job to look forward to. And what started off as something that I was very excited and I felt very relieved by, and don't get me wrong, I was very grateful for being in that position and it helped to alleviate a lot of stress towards the end of my university experience. But at the same time, slowly the thoughts began to creep in of sort of more in the spirit of being trapped. And as I was having all of these realizations about myself and about my values, but knowing that this job that I was walking into was going to be there regardless, it felt like I started to feel a little bit of dread and a little bit of anxiety. And, you know, here I was having all these deep realizations about myself and doing a lot of reflection that sort of felt like it was pulling me in a different direction. But I knew that I couldn't really, well, I could, but I didn't want to walk away from that opportunity. There were so many fears I had about pulling out of that contract, which at the time, like, I felt like I had no escape, which in hindsight, I definitely did. Like, I don't remember the specifics of the contract, but I could have gotten out of it, but I wanted to see it through, and there were so many reasons that I wanted to see it through, you know? Like, I had technically, in university, worked towards that, and everything that I had, you know, spent time on spent my energy on applying to jobs, doing placements, you know, being at that placement for two years and then getting the job offer. It was, it felt like a lot of effort and it felt like a waste for me to walk away from it. So I felt a lot of pressure to see it through, not just from others, but from myself. And I definitely wasn't really being open with other people about the doubts and insecurities I was having at the time. But just to give you a better understanding of where my head was at, I was starting to question whether that type of job, that type of career path was really what I wanted. And it felt selfish to me at the time to even question that. And it felt frivolous. And I just felt really wrong for having those questions about myself and my future because in a way, up until that point, that's what I believed was what you did. I didn't really think that there was anything else available. And to even be having these questions about the situation that I was in, again, just felt really selfish and felt really unrealistic. And just like I was challenging something that everyone else had just accepted. And I was just being really kind of a pain. That was what I felt internally for having these questions about whether or not this type of corporate nine to five career that yes, on the outside is a very successful career path. Was that what I wanted? I did stick with it though. I decided that I would give it a shot and I'm glad I did because maybe I would have always wondered, you know, if I hadn't tried, but unsurprisingly, when I actually started the job and I started working, 
the thoughts that I was having, the questions that I was having about my future, about my values, about what I wanted, that pull towards a more creative lifestyle, that pull to have a little bit more freedom and flexibility in my life, it didn't go away. And so I tried. I really did sort of feel like I was heading towards a rock bottom with my mental health because what it felt like was having really loud sort of, I guess, intuition or loud internal dialogue that was constantly saying like, this isn't right. This isn't for you. You know this. And that being contrasted with going to this very sort of intense environment every single day and continuing to make that choice the kind of contrast between what I was feeling and my lifestyle at the time began to really become hard for me I have definitely described this in episodes before but what I would remember doing when I was working in an office and you know I'd be sitting at my desk I would look out the window and I would just visualize myself being able to actually, very simply put, just be outside and have a lifestyle where during the day I could take large chunks of time to just enjoy being outside. And it was so simple, but that was kind of what started this process of questioning, like, how am I setting up my lifestyle? How are my values aligning to my lifestyle and what are the things that I can do for myself to begin to incorporate more of what I value into my life. I think that the most logical thing for me to do at the time was to make sort of a drastic lifestyle change because that's what I was feeling called towards. But at the same time, I've since realized that that is not the only solution. And you know, at the time I was just thinking in very extreme kind of polar opposite sides of the spectrum. I thought that, okay, if this kind of corporate vibe isn't suiting me, then I have to go out and travel and have no attachments and be completely free and not have to answer to anyone. But what I found was when I started to head towards that side of the spectrum, there was a new set of I guess, anxieties that were introduced that made me realize maybe there's something a little bit closer towards the middle for me where I'm still able to, like I said, incorporate things that I value to live in alignment with things that I value, but also not to sacrifice the very important aspects of setting myself up to feel safe and secure and to feel good about my future. Now, before going any further, let's talk a little bit about how I actually made the decision to leave, when I made the decision to leave, and how that went. So with a lot of things in my life, I will have a gut feeling about something. I'll start to pay attention to that gut feeling. It will become louder and louder, and then it will get to the point where it's almost like I just make a snap decision. 
And I usually feel pretty good about the decision that I end up making. And it's not based out of like nothing. But at the same time, usually what I found is there's one sort of tipping point after which I just know this is what I need to do. So I actually only lasted six months in that full-time job. That made me feel very embarrassed at the time, but looking back, it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And I remember at the time, like I said, my mental health wasn't great. I was having these feelings of like wanting to take a break, wanting to do something different, wanting to even travel a little bit, just wanting a change of scenery to give me the mental space to actually decide what to do next. So I'm having these feelings. And then there was this one specific scenario with someone on the client side. So just a bit of background. I was in management consulting and there were teams of consultants that I would be on who would go to work with a client. And the client had a consultant, an internal consultant on their side that decided that they wanted to just make my life a living hell, for lack of better words. And this individual, it was, the best way I could describe it was just very misogynistic and seemingly very ageist. He constantly needed to point out the fact that I was extremely young and like didn't know what I was doing and still had so much to learn, but in a really condescending and honestly just mean way it made me completely dread going into work I'm sure like many of you can relate to that type of person who just makes you absolutely dread going into any workplace interaction and anyways I just kind of had this point of being like I'm done this is it like I can't I can't be feeling these things about this career path And simultaneously be experiencing this bullying constantly and keep going. Like it was, I just hit a breaking point. I decided that I was going to leave and I decided that I was going to talk to my boss about it. I was petrified because I've never quit any job before. Um, But honestly, what I will say about that whole experience is... For me, at least, it wasn't as bad as I was anticipating it to be. And, you know, in that conversation, I was offered to take a leave of absence because in the conversation about leaving, I mentioned that I was struggling with my mental health. And it's interesting because I felt like I had to focus on that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. because I didn't want to admit that I just didn't feel like this was the right path for me. So I felt like I had to provide an explanation that was like, it's not you guys. It's not this career. It's me. I'm struggling with my mental health. So I was offered a leave of absence and I took some time to think about that. And what I really felt at the time was like, no, I need a clean break. I feel like if I take a year off, I'll just be in the exact same spot a year from now. I'll be having the same questions and in the back of my head during that whole year, I won't have really given myself that space to explore something new and I won't really have the motivation to commit to something new. So, what felt like the most scary, most just just biggest deal, most difficult conversation at the time wasn't that bad. My boss was understanding. What I realized is like people quit all the time. And I'm not special. They'll get over it. They'll forget about it a few months down the line. And something that I do want to mention about the months that followed leaving that job is that it wasn't all of a sudden like my mental state wasn't all of a sudden better. I did feel some degree of relief and like I could have a bit of breathing space and beginning to decide my next step but also like the mental patterns of anxiety and fear of my future and you know doubting myself they didn't all of a sudden go away just because I wasn't in this job anymore i still had this undertone and this undercurrent of like what are you going to do how are you going to figure everything out what next what are people going to think of you etc and what i began to realize was really in order to have the space in a way to know you know my next step and my next decision i had to look at some of those patterns and i will say that the years after having quit that job were some of the most transformational years not just because i quit my job but because i was kind of overhauling a lot of my way of being and questioning a lot and like i said at the end of my university career is when i started to question you know a lot of my decisions and values and get clear on that and so that kind of continued into this chapter where you know i had quit my job i was exploring a new lifestyle and for the years that followed 
it was just, like I said, a complete transformation. I had one thing that I was very grateful for throughout this whole experience, and I think what I'm about to describe is what's responsible for giving me the courage to walk away from that career path, and it's what's responsible for bringing me to where I am now, which is a vision. I had a vision. I had a feeling that things could be different. And the reality for me was that other people weren't necessarily like jumping on the bandwagon with me. It was my own vision. And I think I wanted buy-in from other people. I wanted my parents to see it how I saw it. I wanted my friends to see it how I saw it. I wanted everyone to get this vision that I had. But looking back, it was very personal. And to get a little bit more clear, the vision that I had for myself was born out of questioning my own values and identifying what really was important to me for the first time. And so it's completely understandable that, first of all, what I began to establish as, you know, my goals for my future and my vision was very different from the way that I was living at that time. And also it was very personal to, like I said, my core values and reflections that I had had about myself and my life and what I felt was possible for me. I would say that trying to get buy-in on that vision and trying to get support and trying to get people see things the way I saw it at the time was probably quite frustrating for me and in a way quite painful. And I've since learned that it is okay if other people don't understand a decision that I make in the moment. If I feel good about it and you know, if I'm not putting myself or other people at risk, then sometimes I just have to trust that the vision that I have for myself is what's going to guide me. And I don't necessarily in that moment need everybody else to understand in order for me to move forward. So to get a little bit more, you know, specific about what I'm trying to say is during this period of time, when I was working that corporate job, I began to ask myself if there was a more specifically flexible career path available to me. Like I mentioned, I constantly had this vision of, you know, being able to enjoy being outside and, you know, being able to have more time throughout the day for things that I valued, for hobbies and not just being able to do those things on the weekend. I had a vision for being more connected with my friends and family and, I've talked before in episodes how when my grandma and mom came to visit when I was working full time and I only got to see them like for lunch and, you know, for an hour in the evening and that made me very sad and all of those experiences helped me to establish a vision and help to tell the story about what really was and is important to me in life and I began to get a little bit more clear on how I wanted a career to fit in to a lifestyle that I valued. So it wasn't actually necessarily that I was creating a vision for my career. It's that I was creating a vision for my lifestyle, which was in contrast to the lifestyle that I was living at the time. And 
then trying to find a career that fit into that. It was a progression of at first feeling like I was being very unreasonable for thinking that I could even do that, that I could put my desired lifestyle at the center of how I built my career. And then I began to see that other people were doing that. And I began to meet other people that were doing that. And I really wanted buy-in from people in my life at the time. I wanted them to understand why I was making the decisions that I was making and wanted them to see my potential for success in the way that I saw it. But I think deep down, this desire for approval and for other people to see it the way I saw it was really just coming from a place of insecurity in myself because what I was exploring was very new. And, you know, I didn't know anyone that was self-employed. I didn't really know anyone that was working online. Even at that time, remote work, for example, was very rare and Even the career path that I'm in now, doing content creation and podcasting, I didn't know anybody who was doing that. And it kind of felt like the people that were doing that were very exceptional. And, you know, it was just generally felt very unattainable. So my way of coping with that insecurity that what I was pursuing was maybe a little bit unattainable was trying to constantly get buy-in from other people and trying to force, in a way, other people to get it and to get on board. But there came a point at which I really just recognized that I needed to focus on building evidence of that reality for myself first and to just focus on that. And I kind of had this mentality, I shifted into a new mentality of, listen, I understand that what I desire and what I'm pursuing is a little bit different from what I've experienced and from what the people in my life have experienced. And so I'm not going to have this expectation on anyone to understand, but it gave me a little bit of a fire to, and like the motivation to show by example that what I'm desiring in this type of lifestyle is possible. And I had to show that to myself first. I always felt like regardless of what happened, even if it was years down the line, going back to a corporate job and, you know, accepting defeat, maybe I tried to make it work or I tried to pursue something and it didn't work out, I always had this feeling that I wanted to show myself whether or not something was worth it rather than allow other people to determine that for me. I I am a curious person. I'm an experimental person. And I'm also sort of defiant in a way of if someone tells me, you know, that's not realistic People don't have any luck doing that. Like, I'm curious to try to explore it. And so if you combine the vision that I had with that curiosity to see for myself, it was really a good mix of motivation to begin to pursue and explore something new. Now, I've mentioned this before in different episodes, but after about a year of, you know, I quit my job, I was just doing sort of little gigs where I didn't want to do anything super corporate that would consume a lot of my energy and my time and that would feel like a huge commitment. 
So I worked at a summer camp where I met Jamie. And then I went to Thailand and I taught English. And I got to a point where I was running out of money. I recognized that in order to see my vision through, I needed to support myself and I needed some income. I didn't want to, like I said, go back to an office, to a full-time job, but I was willing to find something in between, like I said, where I could still continue to have that freedom and do some traveling and set my own schedule, but where I would make some money, essentially. So I went back into sort of a corporate job, but the difference between what I was doing before and then this new job is that, well, actually there were a few differences. Number one, the new job was remote, which now is very common, but at the time it felt very lucky that I was able to do that. I was able to set my own hours and my mentality was completely different because I looked at it as a stepping stone and something that would fund you know, what I really wanted to be doing in my free time and how I knew that that job was not for me anymore was after about, I believe it was two and a half years, was when I felt like that was taking up more time and energy than what I was pursuing on the side and I wasn't really able to give my full attention to that. So similar to quitting my first corporate job, the second time I did it was sort of a similar sequence of events where I eventually hit sort of that point where I was like, you know what, I'm done. It's time. I had a lot of clarity around it. And I look back at when I decided to quit that job. And what's really interesting to me is I didn't really have any income source set up for myself. So Like, yes, I had started posting on TikTok and I had started my YouTube channel and I don't think I'd started the podcast yet, but I was beginning to put myself out there. But I guess I just had a lot of confidence that it was going to work out because I wasn't literally making money at the time. The difference though between when I quit my first corporate job to then fast forward two years, three years, when I was quitting again a different corporate job was... I had saved up a lot of money because I knew that that wasn't going to be a permanent job and I knew that I wanted to branch off. So I did have a lot of savings and a good runway to support me while I was making that transition. And I would say that that is something that I learned was very, very important the second time I did it. So at this point, it's 2021. I am fully on my own. I'm doing my own thing. I'm exploring content creation. And by the way, me launching myself into self-employment took on several iterations. I have tried blogging. I have tried, you know, YouTube, but for a different subject matter. And it's all been a very iterative process and it probably will continue to be, which is why I honestly love it so much because it allows me to experiment and also to evolve and to not feel stuck into any one niche. But it's been two years now since that time where I, you know, put myself out there again. And here I am, two years later, full-time 
content creator. I didn't know necessarily that this was the direction that I was going to go in, but it makes such perfect sense for even the vision that I had all those years ago is pretty much exactly now what I'm doing. Does that mean that it's stress-free, easy, you know, do I feel 100% about myself and my career all the time? Definitely not. There are a ton of ups and downs that I don't really talk about but are very real. But the difference being is I fully feel like I chose this path. So I no longer have this deep, deep sort of feeling of incongruence between what I value and what I'm doing. I feel like I'm in the place that I want to be. And yes, of course, there are still challenges. I think there always will be no matter what path I take. But they all feel very worth it because I chose this fully. This was my choice. No one else, you know, pressured me into this. No one expected this from me. And because of that, I accept the challenge and the feelings that I have and the ups and downs. So I think that brings me to the end of this episode. We're pretty much up to speed now on my whole career path. And, you know, of course, there are so many little things that have happened in between and so many little insights, but I really just wanted to go back and show you the evolution. Because like I said at the beginning of the episode, it helps me when I'm feeling hopeless to look back at a time where you know, I felt like I could never see a specific future. And then here I am living that future. And finally, as cheesy as it sounds, sometimes we are the only people that can provide ourselves with that support and buy-in. And sometimes it can be difficult to get that from other people when it's such a personal vision. But that's why I felt so passionate myself about staying in my own corner and having my own back and seeing these things through because other people aren't going to do that for us. So that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed. Would love to hear your thoughts. Would love to hear where you're at in your journey because I do get a lot of messages from folks who I feel resonate on some level with my journey, but it's nice to hear like what point in that journey you are at. And hopefully no matter where you're at, even if you're totally happy with what you're doing and you're not having any doubts or anything at all, hopefully you took away something valuable as well, even if it was just an interesting story from this episode. So I will leave it at that for this week and I'll see you in next week's episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.